0: Broadcasting from Singapore and broadcasting all around the world, you're listening to the Ignite EdTech Podcast with Craig
1: Kemp, created by an educator for educators and streaming to the world. Now, over to your host, Craig Kemp.
0: Hello and welcome to episode 125 of the Ignite EdTech podcast. I'm your host, Craig Kim, and I'm honored to have you join us. I continue to work with the incredibly talented Mark Quinn to improve the final audio quality of this podcast. He has his own podcast production studio that provides editing and mastering services to content creators. To connect with Mark, please see the details in the podcast notes below. A tool that has positively impacted the authentic and purposeful use of technology into classrooms and meeting rooms that I have worked in is Classroom Screen. Classroom Screen is an online tool that includes 19 widgets to create clear expectations for your students, support your time management, collect feedback, and much more. I've seen this used, particularly with younger learners in classrooms, and it's incredibly good for behavior management and expectation setting. With Classroom Screen, there are a number of digital widgets teachers can project onto a screen for the entire class. Select a language and background to get started, and then place the desired widget where students can view it easily. Use the clock, timer, traffic light, and sound level tools to guide independent work or enhance the flow of group work. Be sure to use the text and drawing tools to add context to instructions. And if you're using the random name generator, Click to save the inputted names into a text file for later use. One particularly useful feature is the Duo Widget option, which lets you divide the screen into two and give student groups different assignments. The work symbols, whisper, silence, ask your neighbour and work together, are useful here if you'd like one group to work together while the other group works silently and independently. You can also give each group different start and end times, I highly recommend that you take a look in the link in the description below, classroomscreen.com. Last week, I shared two interviews with two business-focused legends to give you an insight into the edtech space globally. If you're interested in learning more, go back and listen to last week's episode. This week, I wanted to share some of the work I'm currently doing and my travels and the inspiring nature of that. Over the last four or five days, I've been in Cairo, Egypt working on a large-scale Ministry of Education curriculum review with government leaders, and next week, I travel to Sao Paulo, Brazil, to work with a large independent school as we work together to start a three-year project on complete digital transformation. Today, I wanted to give you a quick umbrella-level view of this work to help you understand some of the things I'm doing and some of the work that's happening globally as I work as a consultant supporting people in their growth and development. A lot of people think that consultants are disengaged from the real world of school and have no idea what happens in the classroom now. I know I used to think this. Now, I have to challenge that. I've never been more connected to what's going on in a school. I've never been more connected to innovation, schools, and student and adult learning than I am right now. I get to work with schools and governments all over the world to see what they're doing and and to support and guide their journeys using tech and innovation as a tool. In Egypt, I spent three days on the ground working with government officials giving input into the development of a grade 7 to 9 ICT curriculum review. I got to lead insights, share research, give advice, and guide Egyptian curriculum review experts in the decision-making process as they develop and build out this over the coming months. It was an exciting few days with incredible people who were trying to make a difference. Language was not a barrier with live translation, headphones and translators on tap to support every delivery and conversation and it felt like we developed closer working relationships because of this barrier, because we had to work so hard to be successful. The outcomes are yet to be defined, but it's a thrill and an honour to be involved in this sort of work. I hope to be able to share this out further once a lot of the groundwork is getting done over the next six months. The next trip I'm going to be on is to Sao Paulo, Brazil, happening at the end of May. I'm working with a private international school who wants to redevelop and reimagine what tech and innovation could and should look like for the future of student learning and development in their school. My time here will see me meeting community members, learning about successes and failures, doing a lot of listening engaging with leaders, teachers, students, and parents to understand why they want to do what they're trying to do, and ultimately, how we can make that happen. I'll be involved in some exciting student STEAM workshops also that are taking place. I can't wait to get my hands dirty, learn about the exciting plans, and have a hand in making this actionable, and sharing it to the world over the coming years, as we work together to refine, and reimagine technology and innovation in a school environment. I'd love for you to follow along on this journey, and I'll share as much out as I can. To learn more, please connect and follow on your social channel of choice, and don't hesitate to reach out with your thoughts, questions, and ideas. Every week, I bring you a short interview with some of my heroes an engaging learning experience with someone who makes a difference in education every day, with a particular focus or angle towards educational technology. This week, I had the pleasure of chatting with Adriano Di Prato. Let's have a listen to the chat. Today, I have the honour of speaking with Adriano Di Prato. Adriano and I have been connected for many years and I'm always in awe of his positive energy, deep knowledge and willingness to share in the education space. Adriano is an experienced educator and is currently the academic operations manager at LCI Melbourne, Australia. LCI is a progressive art and design higher education institute, which is part of the global LCI education network. In addition to this inspirational work, Adriano is a prolific sharer online and is the co-host of leading Australian educational podcast, Game Changers. He's also co-author of the book Game Changers, leading today's learning for tomorrow's world. Adriano, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. Are you ready to talk about education and technology integration?
1: Absolutely, Craig, and it's a real honor to be with you. Thank you very much for having me on your show.
0: A pleasure, mate. Let's go. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your current role and what inspires you to do what you do?
1: Okay, well, you've covered a little bit of that current role in your introduction just then, so I'm really appreciative, but um, I'm also an author, a broadcaster, and and since uh, January 2023, the Academic Operations Manager at LCI Melbourne. As you highlighted, we are a, a leading private uh, higher education provider for art and design, and also throw in their enterprise education. We're part of a global network of 23 campuses across six continents, and our origins are based in Canada for some 60 years now. What, what inspires me in my role as our um, is LCI's commitment to what I like to call being merchants of creativity and innovation. It is, a, it is a global organization that deeply understands the value of the orange economy and its impact on the global labor market. The orange, orange economy, for, for listeners who are unfamiliar with that term, really just basically refers to creative and cultural uh, industries, including areas such as you know music, uh, film, uh, um, architecture, design, and software development, amongst others. So, through, through amplifying creativity and innovation, the, the orange economy brings significant advantages for the world, such as economic growth, uh, cultural preservation, soft power through new kind of avenues of diplomacy. It drives you know, innovation solutions and, of course, it enhances uh, social inclusion. In, in the Australian context alone, the, the orange economy contributes around $111 billion to our annual GDP, em- employing around 645,000 people in creative and cultural industries, and that number number increases to around 900,000 Australians when you factor in creatives who are now employed in traditionally non-creative industries such as law and commerce and finance. So I see my work at LCI Melbourne equipping students with the necessary graduate attributes to ultimately thrive in this new world with creativity and innovation central to kind of our unique course offerings.
0: That's amazing, Adriana, really cool data there. Uh, that I was not aware of, that I'm sure our listeners aren't aware of either. So thanks for sharing that. You know, you've highlighted some of the things that you do and I don't think you've even touched on everything. You're an incredibly busy person, Adriana. I love the work you do. What gives you the most energy in all of the different work you do and why do you think that is?
1: Uh, Thank you for that question. That's a really interesting question. Um, Well, you know, they say variety is the spice of life, right? (laughs) and um so um well in all seriousness i i believe in in the transformational powers of permission and and for me permission is the formal consent we can give ourselves or or the space of permission that is given to us by those we serve or walk alongside of to do basically something it's the it's the necessary yes for self place and the other. It is the yes that kind of creates movement through agency. And so I, I think that my mission in life has been about helping others therefore kind of unlock their inherent possibility, creating opportunities for for individuals and groups to lean into their voice, their agency through this power of permission um, is what drives me. And I would I would also say that there's this kind of strong self-determination piece Self actualization piece that runs through the notion of permission, and uh, that's why I think I do what I do.
0: Yeah, it's um, a really awesome answer, Adriano, and I think really deep for a lot of us listening and thinking along as to why we do what we do as well, um, whatever that is within education. You, Adriano, have an amazing podcast, Uh, it is incredible, Um, game changers. Tell us a little bit more about how it started what you focus on, where it is today, and how listeners can jump on and, and engage with your learning there too.
1: Okay, sure. Thank you very much. Uh, my co-host, uh, Dr. Phil Cummins, and I started Game Changes in 2020 just as the pandemic commenced. So um, being in a hard lockdown in Melbourne, we weren't going anywhere in a hurry, of course. So uh, we we decided that it was time to amplify the voices of of those brave pioneers that don't wait for permission, that word permission comes up again, from from education, from social enterprise, from industry, because we also are huge believers that if we are going to create uh, today's learning for tomorrow's world, a, a new social contract for our schools and and refer to them more as ecosystems, then we have to be open to the possibility of going beyond our borders and stop uh, <laughs> you know, leading schools as if we're living separate from, from society and that's why we've, we've tapped into people who are uh, leaders in, in social enterprise industry as well as, of course, leaders within education. Uh, uh, We've reached a global audience across 70-plus countries uh, in the short period of time that we've been in existence. We've now ticked over 200 episodes that feature these game changers, and I believe we recently ticked over 450,000 listens, so we're quite excited about its reach and its impact. Uh, Our most recent series, Series 13, is titled Tell Your Story in fact tomorrow uh we we drop the uh, epilog episode where we reflect upon our our conversation where we have unpacked the value of amplifying voice in education through the lens of seven remarkable first nations people where we explore with them the power of their story and truth telling on the road to true reconciliation and of course nation building at a time that our country is having to um be very introspective about Voice to Parliament.
0: Yeah, very, very impressive, Adriano. Those numbers speak for themselves on the the impact that you and Phil are having uh, in this world. So, congratulations on that. Thank you. What's the best way for people to find it um, and engage with it?
1: yeah absolutely so you can of course listen to game changers on apple podcasts you can listen to it on spotify you can listen to it on soundcloud and you can listen to it on google podcasts really really easy to
0: find brilliant and we'll make sure the links to all of that are in the podcast notes below as well thank you Adriana on top of all of this you're also a published author. Tell us about your book and and why we should dive into it.
1: Okay, thank you again for that question. Um yeah, look it wasn't something that I anticipated that in in at the end of 2022 that I'll be um dropping a book. Uh it's just one of those organic things that uh leans into my space of curiosity and and here we are so it's called as you said earlier game changers leading today's learning for tomorrow's world and phil cummings my co-author and i we basically distill years of professional practice and research into a roadmap for leadership that changes the game of school and what we do is we center the book a lot around character and purpose of leaders in education. And we make the case for six leadership capabilities, leadership that strengthens, that informs, that orientates, that focuses, that aligns, and that ultimately enriches. They're our capabilities. And then we also share four characteristics of game-changing leadership, our four Cs, curiosity, compassion, courage, and conviction. Throughout the book, we feature dozens of game changers and insights from them of those individuals who have appeared on our podcast over the last couple of years, each who we believe are innovating the character and the purpose and the future of education, and that we hope that our book ultimately will challenge you, hopefully it will inspire you, and hopefully it'll also change you so that you can be that game-changing leader to lead today's learning for tomorrow's world.
0: Incredibly inspirational, Adriano. Again, we'll put the link to this in the podcast notes below as well. I love the work that you do in helping people grow and develop. It's a part of education that I'm incredibly inspired by. It's something that I dedicate a lot of my time and energy to too. and, And I see this in so many ways that I truly believe that you guys are probably the best in the business at making this happen Uh, and it's a real honor to to sort of share this out to my community today and i hope that they'll jump over and, and join the amazing work that you're doing as well but i'd love for you just to share a little bit about social media and why you engage in that space as a way of sharing and engaging and learning too
1: yeah look it's a really interesting question craig because social media is a phenomenon of our time and it has been now for quite uh uh a number of years, if not over a decade now. And there is no doubt there are peaks and troughs when it comes to social media. there are the swings and roundabouts, there's some serious advantages and and then there's some real um destruction in many ways. but I, i'm I'm a person that that wakes up every day on the side of the bed of optimism and hope. and and I believe what we have gained, from the phenomenon that is social media is a, is a level of connectivity on a scale that is unprecedented, unprecedented in our history. And so that when we lean into that particular space, do we use then the privilege of that reach for misinformation, for manipulation and mistrust? Or do we lean into that privilege and use the platforms to be able to lift each other up? to be able to celebrate who we are and who we continue to aspire to be, to provide voices for those who who have been missing around the table for far too long. And where we amplify diversity is our inherent strength. And so from my context is, yes, I do like to share the work that I'm doing, uh, particularly the work I'm doing at LCI Melbourne around this piece of creativity innovation, but I also inherently believe that we exist because of each other. and, And because of that belief, I feel I feel kind of a uh, drawn to elevating others and celebrating what they are doing and those who are walking the talk. So I, I really love uh, popping up a, a report or a post that celebrates the thinking and the creativity and the research of others uh, because I feel now that I've got an established reach on that platform, it's no longer about me. Actually, it never has been about me. It's got to be about how we can collectively collectively impact positively our, our kind of fraternal humanity and by sharing people's work by sharing their gifts by sharing their successes and sharing their failures as well i feel that we can learn and grow together and that we then we come to the realization in education that we're not in a silo they're actually in this together
0: very well said adriana let's jump into some quick questions. The first thing that comes to your head and maybe a brief why, what's your favourite EdTech book or resource?
1: My favourite EdTech book is Architects of Intelligence by Martin Ford, because um, for me, it's a book that gets you inside the minds of the people building the technology that is going to, and if not already, transforming the world. Um, In terms of a piece of resource, to be honest, right now, there's only one bit of edtech resource that I'm absolutely in love with, and that's ChatGPT, right, um, and, and other AI tools. Because for me, uh, these tools provide a personalised and interactive learning experience for myself and, and users, of course, who are seeking information and assistance on various topics at a pace and a scale never seen before. And so that is now f- forcing me to work in a very very different way and what i've noticed in the short period of time that i've been using in my professional context is that it has enabled to free me up to spend more time on the relationship and the people element the human elements and leaning into you know the the and valuing the age of the human so much more because it's giving me time back
0: yeah i, I couldn't agree more with ai chat gpt um in that space that you know, the one thing that as educators we've craved for the longest time is time. And this is one of those tools that, you know, for the first time in my career, I think it can actually have the greatest impact on that biggest question that educators are asking is, you know, give us more time. So I think it's a great starting point. I'm very excited about where this is going to go as well. Adriano, what's your go-to edtech tool that the listeners need to try?
1: okay i really value online collaboration tools things like as simple as google docs um in in the organization i, I work with uh, we use a lot of microsoft teams Share, and sharepoint but i have also uh really enjoy the value of uh, padlet and and um platforms like slack in in some ways i've just shared with you a whole series of online collaboration tools that are not that dissimilar to my philosophy around the social media construct right where where Tools, tech tools that enable collaboration with others is where I'm at. If listeners continue to find opportunities to not only use tech tools for the for their for themselves, but but how they can lean into this space of together we're better is is what I will always endorse.
0: And what's one daily habit or practice that helps you enjoy, progress, and succeed in your career?
1: Yeah, this is a really interesting question. It's really forcing me to reflect About what that daily habit could be, if I had to narrow it down to one, Craig, I'd probably say reading. I'm I'm forever a deeply curious being and, and reading enables me to kind of broaden and challenge my perspectives and inspire me around the opportunities of ultimately what's possible. I'm currently actually waiting for the arrival of Thomas Mayo and Kerry O'Brien's new book, The Voice to Parliament. Uh, Thomas Mayo was a guest in Series 13 on The Game Changers. He happens to be a signatory to the Uluru Statement of the Heart. And for those international listeners, Kerry O'Brien is one of Australia's most highly regarded and reputable journalists and a real sage that, uh, that has always delivered journalism in a very balanced way while still interrogating, you know, the, the work but yeah they've produced a new book and uh i'm really keen for its arrival
0: amazing what's the best way adriano for the followers today or listeners today to follow and connect with you because you've shared so many amazing things that i know that the listeners are going to want to connect on how can they do that
1: well they're welcome your loyal listeners i should say are welcome to connect with me via linkedin that's pretty straightforward adriano de prato or uh, via twitter at adriano de prato so I look forward to uh, connecting with them and, and, uh, and, and continually building our global network.
0: Awesome, Adriana. I really appreciate your time today. All of the links for the things that you've shared and your contact details are in the podcast notes below. Thank you for your inspiration and thank you for your time. I
1: really appreciate the time, Craig. I wish you all the best.
0: Next week, join me for episode 126 of the Ignite EdTech podcast when I'm joined by Ken Morrison the second-to-last episode of this season of the Ignite EdTech podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please follow us and share the podcast with your PLN and colleagues. Please remember to spend a few minutes to rate this podcast too on your podcast channel of choice so we can reach even more educators and EdTech enthusiasts globally. Remember, you have the chance to win as well. Check out the links in the description for more, and I'll see you again next week.
1: If you like today's episode, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss another episode and be in the drawing to win prizes every week. If you know others that would enjoy the
0: show, please hit that share button and brighten their day. Join us again next week for your weekly EdTech hit with at Mr. Kemp NZ. We'll
1: see you again soon.